0: Well, welcome aboard. This is Wesley Smith with the Tree Service Marketing Profits podcast. We got another episode coming at you today on Friday. Happy Friday to you. You're watching this on YouTube. Like and subscribe to our channel. We got plenty more interviews coming up shortly and marketing content that you're not going to want to miss. We got a very special guest on today, Bill Rogacki with uh, Academy Train and Two Tree Guys podcast, who's got some really good information and value to share with us today. So we appreciate you coming on, Bill. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm sure I'm uh, one of many very special guests that you have on the show. Everybody is, man. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's, everybody's special.
0: That's the thing, really. That's, <laughs> that's what I always talk about because, you know, people that are in the industry, um, especially business owners that want to share their story about how they got from where they started to where they are 10, 20 years down the road. Everybody's interested in that type of content, hearing from people. And I know you've got some great stuff to share, too, about training and your podcast, for example, as well. So
1: um, absolutely. Tell, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Tell us a little bit about how you got started the tree industry, man, and kind of what sparked it and where you kind of went from there.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll give uh I'll give my two cent story uh that's out there. I'm sure a lot of people have, have heard it, but if you haven't heard it and you're listening to it, uh here it is, you know. Um I'm I'm originally from Ohio and moved out to California to travel the world and see everything that you know, the States had to offer. Uh, my first stop was California and I came in and was like, okay, I'm going to get a job here. And where am I going to work? Um, I decided to, to work at the very first UFC gym in California or the UFC gym at and anywhere. And there was two companies that were starting the UFC and the owner, Mark Mastroff of 24 hour fitness. They were getting together two multi-billion dollar companies to create the UFC gym. Um, So I was like getting in the ground floor, the first 15 employees, you know, I'll be able to grow up in this business. And then also at the same time, I was looking to fight, Uh, had a background of fighting, wrestling and, and wanted to get into the UFC in some way or some form. And I thought this would be a great way to, to get in. Um, And then over the next, you know, six months, year training, doing stuff, I figured that the gym industry was not for me. And during that time, I met a, a gentleman uh, named Jeremy Tibbetts that came into the gym that I signed up and became really close friends with. Well, Jeremy had a little, little tree care company and uh, he, he wanted me to come join his company. And I was like, you know what? I'm only going to be here for a year. What the heck? Well, I'll come join your company. And I remember my very first day, it was in Vallejo, California, kind of the the ghetto of California, you know, um, and came into a garage that, uh, he found two desks on the side of the road. And one of those desks were mine. Uh, it was cold as hell. And, uh, he had a little wood burning stove in the garage and he had about six guys working for him. And I was in the tree care business. And I just remember thinking, what the F did I just sign up for? What is this? Yeah, That was it. So that's how I, I got in and, and started working and thought I was only going to work there for a year. And now it's been 13 years in the industry.
0: That's awesome, man. So a couple of tips there. Number one, don't mess with Phil. He was looking to get into the UFC. <laughs> Number two, it, so it sort of seems like you kind of like just backed your way into the tree care industry, right? Or sort of accidentally fell into it sort of kind of right. Like where you met him?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I think the majority of people in our industry, they're either born into it and that's all they know. It's a family business. Or normally in our industry, there's you better knock on the right door with the right person that needs someone to pull brush in a hundred-degree weather with you know poison ivy and blackberries. I mean, um, that's that's how you get in. The majority of tree companies out there are very small tree companies. And it's hard to get in our industry because they are small and they, they don't need somebody right away. And if they do need somebody, it's a big cost to add that person. And I just need you for groundwork. It's hard to move up in our industry. Uh, I was just lucky enough to to come across a guy that was a very big visionary, visionary, uh, in what he wanted to do, not only for his company, but for the tree care industry alone.
0: Yeah. That's great, man. So six people when you first kind of got involved with them and then it grew to how many team members did you say it was when it when it finally got to the the largest
1: part of it? When when we started growing the company, you know, um, he had the company for about nine years, Mm -hmm. started in 2001. I came in about 2010 Um, and we both really didn't know exactly what to do and how to do. We were big visionaries together and we had some great people on the team um, that were, were along with us and really helping to build it. And we, you know, got our first little contract, got another little contract and we figured out a formula, you know, a certain formula of how to really grow this business. And it worked. So we just started replicating it, replicating it. And over the next five years, we went from, you know, six to seven guys and girls, Uh, up to 150 people and we set up offices in Seattle and Oregon and Reno and uh, LA San Diego Uh, we were doing work all over uh, the west coast and our goal was to grow it all the way across the country in every major city in the United States.
0: Wow that's amazing so take take me through some of that whenever you guys started growing was it was it what, what type of marketing did you guys do to kind of get the word out to get that much volume coming in to keep everybody busy because you got a team that big you got have a lot of work lined up to keep everybody kind of moving and jiving and, and getting the work done right and and scheduled yeah, out
1: absolutely. you know the first thing that we we did is uh we learned that you know and I know this would probably go against uh, a lot of people that are listeners and maybe a lot of clients is uh we got rid of our residential clients. Uh, Not got rid of them. We phased out focusing on residential clients. The reason why of that, because it was really hard to scale a company off Miss Johnson. And when she's going to call us back, because she got her income taxes, tax money coming in, and she's going to spend it. And this year on tree work. And then you go there to spend, you know, two hours drinking milk and cookies with her to talk about everything but her, you know, $200 plum tree for that. So it was really hard to scale. So we started focusing on the commercial side on the multifamily apartments, um, light commercial on that because they had a budget and they had that budget every single year. And it was 10 X the size of what she would have got from that local residential company. So this really helped us, you know, expand fast and to, you know, uh, to be able to forecast year over year over year. And when we got one management company, that company was set up in different different markets across the country. They were like, can you go to Seattle? We got 65 properties there we want you to do. Can you go to San Diego? We got 25 there. So that's really what helped us uh, grow and expand. Yes, we still took care of the residential clients because that's where we got started, uh, but it was not our bread and butter. And it went from- 80 to 90% of the business down to like 5% of the business. Right.
0: You know, a lot of our successful clients that we work with and then people we spoke with as well, they diversify their client base. And I think that's a good point that you just shared right there because a lot of people focus on the residential. And while that's great, those are kind of one-offs and two-off type jobs where, like you said, they may not need something consistently. They're going to need something every once in a while. So it's hard to predict and scale your business with predictable client base like that. But if you diversify out Maybe you get some commercial contracts, like you said, some HOA contracts, you get maybe some government municipality contracts, things like that to keep the the, the the wheels turning and to keep quarterly trimming and, and different things coming in that are routine. And another thing too is plant healthcare has gotten pretty big with a lot of the larger tree companies. They're bolting that on as a service too, because they've already got this big client base. Well, why not offer this as well? And it's more of a repeat you know, quarterly or maybe bi-monthly type treating process where you kind of get out there more often. Um, and so, those are some good points that you shared right there. Because if you just rely on one side of the business, well, that one side could dry up, right? Another Absolutely. thing too, I think you guys starting out when you got when you came in at 2010, we were coming kind of right through the the great financial crisis at that point, right? And kind of up market from that point on. So I think it was good timing too to kind of really scale at that point, right? Is that kind of probably help some too? Because the economy started booming after that.
1: You know it. um you know, I wasn't with the tree company prior to that. So I don't know the struggles and things they were going through, but it was definitely changing up how we did things, you know, in our industry, it's, uh it's, we only know one way and that's it. And uh that's the only way every tree company usually does it, but we, we kind of, I'm not from the tree care industry. So coming in with a different side and different mindset, I was able to implement some things that worked for me. You know, uh, we didn't hire tree people to sell work. We hired professional salespeople and we taught them how to do tree work. People that had the clients, people that knew, uh, the service industry and knew how to sell it. And then I just had to teach them what they're going to sell. That helped us. On that. But to go back to what you were saying about diversifying, you know, a lot of your listeners that are listening, I would say 90% of the companies are out there are probably less than 10 guys, owner, operator, out there in the field doing the work every day. Uh, And they started their company because they reached a capacity within their other company that they worked for with 10 guys. There was no other place to go, but start your own company. So that's what a lot of people do. They have Mike's tree service. Well then Larry that works for Mike's knows there's nowhere he can move up anymore in the company. So he has to go and start, you know, Larry's tree service. Then Joe that works for him, goes starts Joe's tree service. Um, And to get back to by diversifying Guys, there's an end point that you want is you probably want to sell the company or pass it on. And let me tell you what's attractive to the buyers that are coming in to buy your company. They don't want you just to be a utility company. That's scary to them because you lose that one client, you lose your whole business. Diversifying in municipalities and residential in light commercial, in government, state contracting job. They want to see that you're very diverse and that makes you a lot more attractive to a buyer if you're gonna sell in 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, plus what it does, if the uh, housing market crashes again, you know what? That phone does not ring for Miss Johnson to call you. So what do you do? You have the government agencies, you got the multifamily industry that you can piggyback on that will support you through that.
0: That's awesome. Good tips there too. We, we actually had Andy Felix on and he went through selling his company and everything that the buyers are looking for. And that's one of the main things is a diverse portfolio of clients because it just keeps you more insulated to those downturns. Exactly. Um, so you, so you came into that business, you guys grew it, everything was going well with that. What, what kind of happened next, man? Where'd you go from there, Phil?
1: You know, it was in, uh, uh, we got a sad tragedy and, It was 2018. I got a, I got a phone call uh, one morning from a a friend of mine that said, uh, Jeremy's in the hospital. Um, I need you to give me his wife's number. And I said, don't call it. Why is he in the hospital? What happened? What's going on? I said, I'm on my way. And I was driving to the hospital um, to come see what's going on and talk to Jeremy. And uh, uh, my buddy called me back and said, he died. He passed away. And my whole world right there was going, what the heck just happened? Uh, I just talked to him the night before and on a call and we were chatting and I was coming back from a a meeting. He was coming back from a meeting. His last words to me was like, dude, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to grow across this entire company, uh, country. And uh, he goes, we're going to be bigger than Davy Tree. I promise you that. And I said, I know it, man. I know. He said, man, let's, let's hook up tomorrow. We'll, we'll go do something. We always worked out together and that was it. That was the last conversation I had, um, and came to the hospital and he passed away and, uh, you know, the whole world changed. Well, after that, some things transpired and I, uh, I got out of the tree care industry. I was, that was it, you know, I was, I was done. I was going to move on and I didn't know what I was going to do after that.
0: It was kind of just Like you guys' dream and kind of, you know, vision for the company, everything just kind of the brakes got pumped at that point when he passed away. And that's a big tragedy. That's one of those things that kind of jolts you and shakes you from the core, Uh, especially when you're business partners, you're in it together, too. I'm sure it's an everyday thing, right? You're talking every day, you're strategizing about what you're going to do and everything else. And then it just gets completely cut off and stopped
1: right there. It did. I mean... To know what you were going to do for the rest of your life. And I know a lot of listeners and people get to that point and go, you know, they want you to know when you're 18 and going into college. And you just don't know sometimes. No, you don't. You don't. Uh yeah. and even when you're in your 40s and 50s, you still yeah, don't know. You still
0: might not have it all figured out for sure.
1: Exactly. And, and sometimes you're just paying the bills and doing what you want to do. But I, I knew that was the company, that was the place um that we were going to grow and we were going to disrupt and change an entire industry. Uh, We were going to do what Elon Musk did to the car industry, what Steve Jobs did to the tech industry, what Uber did to the taxi industry is what we were going to do to the tree care industry and revolutionize it and change it so that everybody in the industry, uh, I call it five up and five down, to give the average worker uh, five more dollars per hour than uh, what he would have got if we weren't influencing certain things in the industry and then five down is uh, to get us out of the number one you know, uh, death uh, industry in, in the world or in the United States uh, and get us out of the top five. Uh, I used to have a lot of pride saying most dangerous job in the world. Yep. The tree care industry. And I realized being the number one most dangerous job in the world, which I had a lot of pride saying that, I guess the more gray I get, the wiser I get, I realized that's last freaking place, people. We're in last place as an entire industry where men and women have to die and get injured and can't work anymore because of our industry and what we do on a daily basis. Um, And we needed to change that. We needed to make it better.
0: Yeah. Sounds like it was like a kind of a passion of yours to just kind of put that at the forefront of the tree industry and make sure that you, you get in there and you make that change for the industry. Uh, that's, I guess where the Academy trained kind of was born type that concept is that kind of it the next, was. next step. It, yeah,
1: it was at, you know, we created a small little internal training company with Jeremy. Uh, and that's how we grew. That's how we expand. Uh, there's only so many people that you can steal from other companies to come work for. You need a climber. You got to steal them. And how do you get them? 50 cents more an hour, a dollar more an hour. Uh you hopefully put a Craigslist ad out, or someone sees your trucks and calls you, and you're like, "You're a climber, you're hired." Uh, just come in. I, Twenty years experience, perfect, and you're you, you don't know what you're really getting. Uh, and we learned that you have to start from the ground up. So we built a, a little academy uh, called the Climber Arborist Apprenticeship Program internally for the company, and that's what really helped us scale. So during that time, I was I was left a couple. Company And I was working on building my own concrete company up uh, called Trip Hazard. And I was building that up and I got a call uh, from a company that's been in business for about 36 years and they go, hey, we've watched your company grow over the last five years and either one, uh, you guys are smuggling drugs for the cartel and to be able to grow that size with that much money or two, you guys figured out how to do something. And uh, I would like to sit down and talk to you. Came in, chatted with uh, the owners, uh, fell in love with them, said, I'm starting a concrete company up. I got 90 days that I'm gonna give you everything I have in the tree care industry. Go for it, use it, do it, whatever you want. Because I didn't know if this stuff would actually work again. I didn't know, I only worked from one company. I didn't know if this recipe could go to another tree company and, and work. Came in, first 90 days, we grew the company by 25%. They had about 30 employees. And um, um, the next three years, we were able to grow that company close to almost 400 people uh, in the next 36 months and and open up new markets, uh, new revenue streams that were coming in, uh, pushed on the social media, on the marketing side, the SEO, recreating website, really designing and pushing to become a brand that was recognized across the country in, in three years. I mean, we, we 100xed what the company was doing. Uh, in a very short amount of time uh, with that. And one of the ways we scaled was the Academy. We started an internal company, a tree company, uh, not tree company, a training company because it worked and uh, bought, brought in one of my close friends, Jared Abergina If you're listening to this, Jared, what's up, dude? Uh, brought in Jared. Jared, uh, you know, great climber, well-known, uh, came in and we started building and, and building something out internally for this company. Uh, But then we realized our mission as a company was to elevate the standard of the industry. And we weren't doing that. We're only elevating ourselves. So we took this and what we built and we had our pilot course and we brought in some big companies, 3,000 employees, 500 employees, 800 employees. These companies came in, we took 25. They were able to send three employees per company. And we had our first test run for five days of the academy. And to watch twenty five professionals at the end of that tear up and cry and say, "I've been waiting for something like this my whole life. I've we've never had this in our industry. I uh, knew that we were onto something. So we opened up the academy to everybody and anybody uh, across the world uh, to be able to have it. To online trainings, to hands on uh, trainings. We travel around and work with different tree companies." Uh, Build training and safety programs for them, built many academies for that. So you don't have to come to us. We're going to build an academy at your place so you can train on board and scale your people's knowledge and skills at what they do every single day. Um, to, we created the first ever social media online for the tree care industry where you can post jobs, get hired, post your trainings and different stuff. We haven't really launched it, but it's there working out some kinks and bugs, but it's there. Uh, uh, so doing all that to really change an industry and to get people paid more and to get less deaths in our, in our Man, industry.
0: That's, that's that's amazing right there. I think, you know, a couple things you said right there. So When you create a system, a well-oiled machine where people can come in, they can learn the basics, they can move up, they can continue their education, people want to be a part of that. It's a professional organization. There's a step-by-step process. There's a way to get to the next notch up, the next notch up, and things like that. People appreciate working for companies like that that are well-organized. I think, number one, that pretty much is a marketing plan just for attracting new talent to your business, I think, in a whole, just in one thing right there, just doing training. Um, we have a lot of clients and I'm sure you guys can help with training courses and just coming in and, and putting that together for them, for their operations, for their hiring, for all of that stuff. So that's a huge benefit there. And then the other thing is that that just kind of also tells the public that this is a good tree company because they're focused on, you know, health and safety, of their people, right? So that's kind of, it becomes part of their mission statement, their core values and all those different types of things. So it sounds like just that took off like wildfire and it really didn't matter almost kind of what type of blue collar niche business it was. It was kind of a, a similar process, I mean, mainly for tree service probably, um, but any blue collar business could probably implement something similar like that, correct? Or is it?
1: Well, hundred, correct. And a lot of blue collar industries, they have that already, not yeah. ours. Our industry is a fist bump. Here's a hard hat, 15 bucks an hour. (laughs) Cross your fingers. They don't die. Throw them in the field. They're going to get hazed by their team to see if they're tough enough to be in the tree care industry. And maybe if they make it a certain amount of time, I might teach them how to climb, but I'm not going to teach them too much because if I teach them too much, they're going to leave and make a dollar more an hour. So I'm going to dangle that carrot so much and stretch it out. And then once they leave, I'm going to get another body to throw in. That's our our routine in the industry. So, you know, to be able to somebody in the industry, people always say, you know, I don't want a job. I don't, I I want a career. Right. And that's been the, the saying forever. And I, I don't believe that's true for people. I don't believe they even want a career. People want a purpose. They want a purpose. They go, to work every day. A third of their life is mostly spent working with other individuals doing something. Why are they doing that? What is the freaking purpose behind it? What am I doing? Am I making the world better? Am I helping people? You know, it's not just about creating that dollar. And when you can create a pathway for individuals to be able to uh, better their life, the better other people around them and have a purpose at the end and what they're doing, Uh, that's marketing in itself and you will get the best talent around will come to you because you have an awesome program i had people on a waiting list to get in begging to get in. top people that anybody would have and i had a list of them and i just couldn't get everybody in so i needed two parts i needed to scale on the front end On the social media, on the marketing, on the blast with the clients, going after new bids, strategizing new techniques of how to be able to uh, uh, change the way we're doing something, uh, to be able to get in, to attract new clients. And then I also need it on the back end. The back end is how do I scale and get the work done? If I can do this on the front end and I get all these leads and all this stuff and I sell, you got to have the back end so we have the front end and we have the back end that have to work together and we call that the dynamic duo you need someone on the front end that leads all marketing and sales and you need someone on the back end that runs the entire operation and these two people together are the dynamic duo for any company to be successful you got to find those two people
0: that's right yeah cuz i mean if if you're bringing on all the work what good is it if you don't have the operations and the the fulfillment you know on the back end to take care of everybody so yeah, I mean, I think all of that's amazing. For Academy Trained, what uh, types of tree companies, maybe people listening are interested in something like this, what type of tree companies would be like your kind of best fit or what's kind of the best fit for you guys? Is it the smaller company? Is it the midsize company or kind of the, the bigger, larger tree company? Or all three?
1: When we had our first training, um, one of the things that opened our eyes was, we. one of our requests was you had to be climbing for at least a year. And we wanted, uh, we wanted those people to come in because we didn't have to teach them all the basics right away and we could jump right into some stuff, right? Well, people didn't read that on the emails and what we sent them. And uh, probably about eight people had zero experience, zero. I'm talking none. So we had to take 25 year veterans that, our trainers within their company who came to learn how we do it. So they could take it back to their company because in the return, we have seen people come through and we go, where'd you learn that from? They're like, Oh, I learned it from so-and-so. We're like, he was at the Academy. They came yeah, to the academy okay. anyway.
0: yeah,
1: But that was part of our mission. You know, it was, it was making the industry better. Right. So we had to take people with 25 year experience and zero experience And we had to teach a five-day course and be able to make sure everybody got something out of it. And once we were done, it was successful. So now we're looking at it where, I don't care if you have four people, if you have 4,000 people, we can customize and build a program for you across the board. You know, Uh, working with some of the biggest uh, names in in our industry uh, and people that never, you never heard of, you know, before. Uh, the same program. Uh, we can customize this program, but the majority of it is the same across the board, small or big for you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You can just scale it to as many people they exactly. have personnel-wise. Yeah. And is it is it a little bit of a, a coaching angle in it as well? I mean, you've been there, done that. You've seen this. You've grown into multiple markets before where I'm sure you go in, you set up shop in a market, you've got to build it from the ground up because there's demand in that market, but you've got to Find the people right and stuff so you've seen that already with the tree company you were a part of for that many years um is it kind of a coaching type process as well or where they're kind of guided on what next steps to do with people hiring and things like that too or just mainly just training on the safety with the climbers and the other people
1: you know it it starts off where yeah it's not just it's not training it's not just training you got you're dealing with personalities you're dealing with personal life um uh, you're dealing with ups and downs and all sorts of stupid decisions people make, you know, that are coming in. So you're training the human part of it. Uh, You're training them to be better people, uh, to be pros, to turn pro. You know, most people think they're professional, but they're not a true professional. They have a profession they do, but how do they turn pro? You know, helping them to become pros, helping them to become trainers. So They can multiply of not just us training them, but go out and train, you know, um, people that work for different tree companies that we train, we, we have to train and educate the owners and the managers before almost the employees that are working
0: kind of a buy in from them. Right.
1: Believe in it. Yeah. They have to believe in it. They have to want it. And when you can change their mindset and they believe there's a bigger purpose, they see the vision of what's possible, um they're able to feed it down because everybody follows that leader. And if that leader goes left, your whole company goes left. If that leader goes right, the whole company goes right. And in a wrestling, we used to say your head is the steering wheel. So wherever that head goes, the body will go no matter what. So you, wherever you direct that head, the body will go. And same thing, the head of a company, wherever that head goes, that rest of the body is going to go. So, you know, working with the head, getting their mind, setting up system processes, and then a way to measure them and have a scorecard. So they know if they're winning or they're losing and holding them accountable to that.
0: That's awesome. So Academy train has taken off. You guys are kind of, uh, do you have clients, I guess, tree companies across the country that you're already working with today?
1: Yeah, we sure do. We opened a location in Colorado, Uh, We're working with some other companies. Uh, The goal is to have the academy set up in about 30 states around the country. So people don't have to travel all the way to the TCI Expo to get education. People don't have to come all the way to ArborFest to get education. People can go within a couple hours and have training that's happening on a monthly basis. And it's not just sitting in a lawn chair, watching Jared up the tree, You know, performing something. And then like Jared says, I'm giving them enough to go out in the field and kill themselves with, you know, Uh, you're sitting there, you're watching like, okay, I'll try that. Where do you try it? Try it out in the field next to power lines with a half dead tree next to a house. You're going to try the new technique that you learned from, an, uh, from a climbing demo with somebody up in the tree while you're sitting in a long chair with sun in your eyes on there. So giving these individuals a hands-on experience because the majority of the people in our industry, they learn by hands-on. That's why they're in our industry. So when they can do hands-on and they can perform it and have a coach right there with them, that corrects them and fix their mistakes. It helps build their confidence and their knowledge to go out there in the field to, to be able to do this dangerous work every day.
0: Right. That's the learn by doing concept, right? They get out there and they get their hands dirty. They do it with the trainer and they can kind of get feedback as they're doing it, practicing it, getting best best, uh, the best, you know, whatever that is for them as far as uh, watching it. Cause if you can only watch so much stuff and until you get in the game, you know, you're not really uh, sharpen the skills that much <laughs> that's um, true right? that's awesome man well that keeps it more regional and it's something that's going to be closer by to people so academy trained will be um either probably in their region southeast northeast southwest northwest it, it you know center of the country whatever midwest so you'll there's probably a, an academy near you wherever you're located across the country and if not there'll be one soon uh, if not already in your state right because the goal is 30 is that what you're saying
1: Goals 30 to be in different states and also to be in the colleges. We're working right now uh, uh, six different colleges. We're working with the UAA, uh, Utility Arborist Association, uh, the TCIA. We're working with ISA, uh, some other local tree companies uh, to build out the, the college program. So right now we're training in six different colleges and the college course that companies like Uh, pacific gas and electric are paying for different grants are paying for we have free courses for people to come through and go through 200 hours of education that you cpr certified EHAP certified osha 10 certified you learn to climb run equipment run a chainsaw tree identification uh you know first aid cpr so much and it's free out there. So looking to have that more across the country in the future with all the local colleges to provide free training to individuals to be able to get in and then be able to go to tree companies and have something that they can offer rather than knocking on the door and hopefully they need someone to pull brush.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, it makes people more well-rounded individuals too, just getting all that quality training and education about different things that are kind of Sort of affiliated, but maybe not. I mean, the CPR thing's awesome. That's something cool to get. I remember I got that in college. I uh, worked at the University of Georgia Student Center at the uh, weight room facility there for about a year and a half, two years. And that was one of the requirements is we had to get CPR certified. And I've never forgotten, it. right? It's been 20 plus years ago now, but I've never forgotten it. So it's a cool thing to get. So it's a, it's a nice little hitch on the belt there, CPR certified. Yeah.
1: Have you, have you recertified yourself? or you? I have uh, not,
0: so I'm sure that puppy's expired by now. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it right, definitely doesn't last for 20 years. That's no, for sure. it
0: definitely doesn't. I'm sure, but we got to get
1: you we gotta so through. Some, we got to get you through a couple courses. There you go. Know? Well, we'll be but, at TCIA,
0: man. We'll probably yeah, we'll be in the same building here in a couple of months. Uh, maybe we'll come by and check it out, see what's happening.
1: Well, well, we're going to be having the Climb Expo at uh, TCIA. So we partner with them to run the Climb Expo part of it. So you're going to have to come, pick out some gear, and we'll get you up a, a rope. Dude, that um,
0: might be kind of scary for this guy right here. You yeah, know what?
1: Tell you what, I think I was
0: right next to you. So if you guys were on the Climb Expo, my booth last year, I believe, was like right on the corner. It was like a pretty heavy traffic area. Everybody that came around that corner was going to go see that Climb Expo. I think I was right beside him last year. Okay. Yeah. I, I
1: didn't move much. I stayed in one spot. Yeah. I didn't even go down to the main floor for like five minutes. And then I was right back up. And I was like, I didn't even see the trade show. I didn't even walk yeah. around and see half the people of all, yeah, all my
0: friends. It's hard to go wall to wall across the entire place because it's so big. So you end up kind of staying in a couple of little areas the whole time, you know. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Academy trained. What a, what a great purpose. and And what a good thing to bring up the tree care industry in itself. Take us through uh kind of you know through the podcast, man. What, what's going on with the Two Three Guys <laughs> podcast? What's what's that all about? Tell people what they can expect with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, Jared and I, um, how do we connect the world? How do we connect our industry together? And one of that was uh leveraging technology. And um, you know, starting the Academy trained online to do that was one thing, but man, there was really there really wasn't many great podcasts out there for our industry, for for people like you know. Gosh, there's thousands of podcasts. Joe Rogan, you know, uh, Real AF, Andy Purcella, you know, all these guys. How I built this. Some great podcasts, and they're entertaining. They're funny. They're they're real. Uh, so we wanted to create something that was that was real and that our industry can relate to. Um, so we started the two tree Guy podcast. It was originally called two tree guys and a bucket of beer, but that, that name was too long. Um, but we, we just switched it to two tree guys. And it was at the end of every day or in the morning, it was Jared and I, we were shooting the shit and talking about tree care stuff and talking about going fishing this weekend and barbecuing and, you know, family stuff and struggles and things we learned and, and just friends coming together and helping each other and, and, talking real at the tailgate. So we wanted to create a podcast where it was like that. Um, And I said, you know what, Jared, if nobody listens to this, the main focus is we're entertaining ourselves and we're having fun. And there's plenty of videos and content. So we're dead and gone. Somebody will hear our voice and get something out of it and it will live on forever. Uh, And he didn't believe in the podcast. And we started the two tree guy podcast and it's been, it's been awesome. We have your what's your story segment that you individuals can come hear their story. You know, Uh, we have our full length where you come in the studio and we have we drink beer at night or sometimes in the morning uh, if it's a Saturday or Sunday and we have a good time and we shoot the shit and we talk about the industry and problems and uh, different things going on in our life and and how we can kind of give back and help the industry. We have our safety talks. We talk about different incidents that happen in the industry and uh, how do we mitigate them? How do we fix this? What happened? What went wrong? Uh, So you can listen to that. And then we have our gear talks, uh, bringing in different manufacturers, different products, side-by-side comparisons, talking about uh, the products that you can learn about. Uh, But it's been definitely a blast, a lot of fun. Looking forward to having you on, Wes, uh, on the show. Uh, Yeah, looking forward
0: to that, man. This will be fun.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll be definitely a good time. And maybe when you come out to California, we'll have you in the studio to do a, a full-on podcast, drinking some some beers and having a good time. I'd love
0: maybe. that, man. We need to get out there for sure. We've been out to Cali probably three or four times, man. We visited Southern Cal. Um, where else do we go? A couple. I went to San Diego another time. So we've been out there, man, a few times. Just It's that four or five-hour time difference, you know, the, the East Coast, West Coast thing. So it's a good way yeah. to go. We have to kind of really <laughs> plan for it now that we've got kids, right? Yeah, so it yeah. Becomes a little bit more challenging to do those longer travels. But yeah, that's some of the same reasons I created this podcast as well, Tree Service Marketing Props. A lot of it's marketing content, just free stuff where people can learn how to market their tree service company. Uh, we do regular trainings on, you know, a full you know marketing program and we do little bite-sized chunks of the whole program about Google Maps or Google Ads or local service ads or their email marketing or automation. And, you know, a lot of people just, they don't have time enough in the day to read or sit around and read or something. So an audio podcast or a video podcast is something people consume on the go, on the fly, uh, which is probably some of the same reasons you did it too. It just, uh, and plus, I mean, I have a lot of fun doing it too. We get to interview really, you know, great individuals like yourself that have value to add to the tree service industry, business owners and, you know, all different kinds of people affiliated with the tree care niche. So I have fun with it. And um, like you said, I mean, we're all going to be Long gone, 40, 50, 60 years from now. And nobody's going to remember who you were anyway. So it's like, might as well get out there and do something. So yeah. yeah
1: and hats off to you for doing it. Uh, when I seen the Instagram uh, post come over, you know, I was like, what? Oh, marketing company, tree service, digital. Okay. I heard of them. You know, you do a podcast. I'm like, I definitely got to get on and support your podcast, you know, because guys, let me tell you the amount of work that West put in to, to build, develop and push content out. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy at all, and it's not raining down money from his podcast out there. So you know, when you guys listen to this, if you guys get something out of it, one thing we say in our podcast is pay the mother f and fee. And what is that? You need to share it, tag someone, post it. Don't just take, take, take. Give back out there. Um, And also, too, let me tell you guys, you know, they're listening to this on marketing. This is the most important thing I'm going to say on this whole podcast. Marketing leads the way. Marketing leads the way. If you want to grow your company, you need to focus 100% on marketing. Okay. Uh, There's only so much you can do. You need to focus on marketing from your phone number to your branding, to your guys, to their uniforms, to the social media, to SEO, to, you know, your website tracking. I mean, everything you focus on that you'll have more business coming into you then you know what to even do with um it's so important you will not scale your business if you don't have marketing marketing leads the way every single time
0: that's correct i mean most of our successful clients most successful clients they've been doing it for decades marketing right and one of the things you got to look at too and we teach with our program is that you just need to have multiple lines in the water always do the the fisherman analogy right if you're on a boat and you've got one fishing pole in the water. Let's say you've got a website or you're doing direct mail only or something like that, right? Well, you've only got one chance really to catch a fish with that one line, one hook, one bait, right? But you got 10 fishing poles in the water. More than likely, you're going to catch a lot more fish in the same condensed amount of time than you would with just one fishing pole in the water. So, that's why we, you know, advocate, you know, website, Google Maps, getting good reviews you know, social media marketing, Google ads, search marketing, local service ads with the Google guaranteed. There's a, there's a lot of different things you can do, putting yard signs out, direct mail. It all works together. And like Phil says, you know, people are going to see you once they're going to see you a hundred times. And that's really what's going to market and brand your company over the long haul. It's just going to make your company easier to grow because people are going to remember you and they're going to call you. And they're going to refer you more often. So we see it every day when people kind of stick to it and do the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the key to growth because you can only rely on referrals and word of mouth for so long. And it's kind of a roller coaster when you do that only, you know, even though those are the layups, of course, those are the best ones, probably 80 to hundred percent closing ratio. You've still got to push it out there and let people know about your company, you know, loud and proud and, and you'll, you'll grow your business if you do that type of thing. So still, yeah. man, I appreciate your time, man. I want to respect your time today. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to share or? kind of leave people with a last, uh, or, you know, let them know where they can find you too. If you want to, you know, give out your information.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I if anybody ever wants to call me and wants advice or needs help on anything uh, I'm an open book. Uh, I'll do what I can with the time I have to be able to help you. Uh, but you can contact me at uh, uh, Instagram is the gipper G I P P E R. Uh, you can call me. My phone number is 510-455-0829. Or you can email me at Phil at Academy Uh get a hold of me and I'll help you. Um, and you know, just lastly, I always end my my shows and things like that with, you know, just to tell the the industry to to continue to elevate the standard of our industry through safety, training, and innovation.
0: That's great stuff. Well, I want to thank you for your time, Phil. Thanks for joining us today. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you got any comments or you got any questions, comment below, and uh, we'll be happy to answer your question afterwards. If you're on your podcast, like, and subscribe to your favorite player. run on all the major podcasts. And if you're going to be a TCIA, uh, we're going to be there. So look us up. You got uh, the two tree guys or it'll be Academy train booth, correct? Is what you guys will be kind of at.
1: No, we'll have uh, Academy train. We'll have the two tree guy podcast. You want to come climb test out some ropes and gear from different manufacturers, all hands on. Uh, You're going to be able to limb, walk on the limb, work with spikes, and then we'll have our podcast going. So you'll be able to sign up and get on, you know, a 10 to 15 minute little uh, what's your story episode on the two tree guy podcast, but they will be right next to each other.
0: There you have it. Phil will be there. I'll be there. Tree Service Digital will have a booth as well. So we're looking forward to seeing all you guys there. Come see us if, uh, if you want to reach out. And I appreciate your time, Phil. Thanks a lot for the episode. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, guys.